This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Parable of the Minas Part 2, Triumphal Entry, Jesus Weeps Over Jerusalem, The Authority of Jesus, and The Wicked Tenants. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities.
The Passion of Our Lord According to St. Mark. It was now two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him, for they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar from the people. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly. She broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, Why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me, for you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. There prepare for us. And the disciples set out and went to the city and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he came with the twelve. And as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be sorrowful and to say to him one after another, Is it I? It is one of the twelve one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born.
And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though they all fall away, I will not. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he said emphatically, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. And they went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping, 
for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away under guard. And when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi. And he kissed him. And they laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. And a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body. And they seized him, but he left the, lin the linen cloth and ran away naked.
us. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God and Mary's Son, have mercy on us, poor sinners. Amen. Can't have been but seven or ten days. You remember what happened then. The rich young man came up to Jesus. He, he rushed up to him and he said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Exchange of words followed. You know how that went. And then rich hands thrust in richer pockets and he sauntered off. Whatever it was that he had to do, he couldn't do it. This presents a teaching moment. How difficult, Jesus says, it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel, a camelon, to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When he said that, the disciples couldn't believe his ears. Neither, apparently, could some copyist at some point, whoever is the father of manuscript family 13. You can only imagine the scenario. He's in the scriptorium. The lector is reading away in the scriptorium. He gets to this word, kamelon, and one of the scribes in the scriptorium hears it and thinks, ridiculous. A camel through the eye of a needle? A camel? And instead he writes, kamelon, rope. It's a more plausible exemplum, you see. But rope or camel, it doesn't really matter. And the disciples got it. And they said to Jesus, who then can be saved? Aha, another teaching moment. With man, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Panta gar dunata paratotheo. And as if to prove it, it's one thing after another on the road to Jerusalem. Blind Bartimaeus, healed and seeing. A leafy fig, but fruitless. Cursed and dead the next day. A donkey found, just as Jesus had said, and a Galilean rabbi riding into Jerusalem hailed the son of David. Chief priests bested, Sadducees worsted, scribes dissed. A water-carrying man, extraordinary. That's women's work. That's why it was Rachel at the well and not Laban, and why it was a Samaritan woman and not a Samaritan man. A water-carrying man, complete with an upper room for the Passover. Why? Because panta dunata para totheo, all things are possible with God. But not now. Not this night. Not after the betrayer has dipped his morsel. 
not after brooding Judas dissimulating went off to do what it was that he had to do not after the rest of them got up and sang the Hallel going out can you imagine how ironic it must have been to come to the end of the Hallel oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever as they scrambled up the other side of the Kidron Valley, tracing the footsteps of Jesus' lesser father, David, when he had fled for his own life from his lesser son, Absalom, in rebellion, his greater son's type. No, not now. Especially not after Jesus had intoned the words of Zechariah, I shall strike the shepherd. So it gives our Lord's supplicating words in the garden a hollow, maybe haunting ring. If it is possible, let this hour pass me by. Abba, Father, take this cup from me. And then in words, that recall his own from his teaching just a few days before, he gives the reason. For all things are possible with you. Panta gar dunata soy. You know, we could talk till we're blue in the face about what all this stuff means about the God-man who praise these words, how these words demonstrate his true humanity, how these words blast apart the teaching of monotheletism and Arius's erroneous Christology, how these words demonstrate the depth of anguish suffered by our Lord in the face of his suffering, and that would all be well and good. But Jesus does not utter them for that reason. His words aren't about him. They're about his father. Take this cup. And yet you know exactly how things go from this point on. The hour didn't pass Jesus by. The cup of wrath, Father didn't withhold it from the Son. If you and I might be permitted to say it without blaspheming, the Father for whom all things are possible has finally met his match. He has encountered the impossible. If he can and wishes to do all other things, this thing he cannot do, nor can he wish it. If just faith in him can toss mountains into the sea, he himself, by whom that is done, cannot remove the mountain of sin that is on the shoulders of his own son. If he can repent from evil, this evil he cannot repent of, that the Holy Son should die for sinners. For it is precisely by this offering up of the Son that all things are made possible. 
like a camel dragged through the eye of a needle by his nose ring or even a rope shoved through by this offering is holy God reconciled to profane man. By this offering is the offended made to be at one with the offender, atonement, a reconciliation of contraries. You know, black can never be white, wet can never be dry, hot can never be cold. It is impossible. But we dare not measure God that way. Instead, we measure what's possible for God by the impossible things he actually has done. Spirit can never be flesh. The unborn son can never get born. God can't be man. The omnipotent can't be made weak. The glorious cannot be humiliated. The Lord of all can't be turned into a subject. The sinless can't be made sin. Immortal God can't die. And you, a sinner, can't be made holy. Impossible. But measure it. And when you have measured, behold your redemption. For with God shall nothing be impossible. Amen. father-in-law of seminarian Matthew Baker, who died last week. We also give thanks to God for the birth of a daughter, Martha Grace, to seminarian Carl and Amber Petzold. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Almighty God, grant that in the midst of our failures and weaknesses, we may be restored through the passion and intercession of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies and giver of all comfort, deal graciously with all those who mourn the death of Hermon, that, casting every care on you, they may know the consolation of your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you sent your own Son into this world as the child of Mary. We thank you for the life of this child, Martha Grace, entrusted to our care. Bring her to the saving waters of holy baptism and grant her that precious inheritance awaiting her in your eternal kingdom. For the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord, 
and mercifully forgive us our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments which we have deserved may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.